0: hello 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 welcome back to the reclaim podcast i'm your host whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better including and especially herself hey guys if you're new to the show oh shoot i messed up my own intro (laughs) hey guys welcome back to the show or if you're new here hi hello and welcome you can already hear how things are going. <laughs> At the time of this recording, it is 1042 p.m. on Tuesday. Usually I have the episodes up and out by now. Um, A lot of life happened in the last 12 hours. And so, yeah, here I am. Finally, getting my act together and recording this here show for all of you beautiful humans thank you guys so much for tuning back in I hope everyone is doing well staying well living well and being well um no real personal updates outside of the fact that life is life and in like the most interesting of ways um I'm just watching a bunch of things pan out things that were truly truly unexpected um pan out beautifully Um, And watching some other things just meld away. And I guess that's just, you know, kind of what life does. So, you know, just along for the ride. And um, yeah, just watching. Anywho, that's my personal life update. Let's get into this week's episode by starting off talking about last week's episode. Last week's episode um, entitled Yay is Gone. I talked about the whole White Lives Matter how Kanye has been on this, how Kanye has been gone, um, how this is just a continuation of the foolery that he has been into. Um, and you know, I'll touch on some of that stuff this week because of course the saga is never ending with him. Um, I'm hoping that this is the, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back proverbially. Um, And that those who really love him, care about him, will rally around him and get him the help that he needs. You can always tell when that man is off his meds, Um, but also that none of his behavior is quintessential to those who suffer from um, or have learned to manage their bipolarism. Um, I think, I don't think it's fair to say all people who have bipolar, act this way um in fact I believe the exact opposite um there's plenty of people who have either learned to or are managing their mental health and unfortunately you know yay is not one of them you know when you think you're a genius and you have all these billions of dollars you think that you're above the world um but, you know, my Bible says the pri- that pride goeth before the fall. Um, and we've seen some of the prideful fall and fall very, very hard. So I'm just saying, you know. Be careful, be careful as you, how you proceed. Um, We also talked about Christian Walker and his father, Herschel Walker and the allegations that are against him, the violence allegations, the allegations of him paying for an abortion. Even though he's supposed to be so pro-life, very, very interesting, very interesting the, um, how comfortable how comfortable certain folks are with being hypocrites and how comfortable some folks are with voting for hypocrites. Um, no one is perfect. We're all hypocritical in our own way. You know, we all do one thing and say another, everybody does that, but there's a difference between me saying, Hey, you know, I want to blah, blah, blah. And it affects me. Um, and me only if I don't do that thing. And then you know, a politician saying, Hey, you know, this is what I believe in this. I'm the commu- I'm community values. I'm a uh, family values type person. And you find out that that same person is, you know, has been accused of intense violence and, you know, fathering children all over the place. Well, I shouldn't even say fathering because apparently he wasn't raising any of these kids. So being the sperm donor to, multiple children in multiple households how is that being a family man like make that make sense um but yes that's that was last week's episode this week we have a whole nother crap crop of crap (laughs) to talk about and so let's get into it let's get into these church announcements hit it earl let the people of the reclaim say amen Glad to be here. Say amen again, and say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all are here today, and these will be your church announcements. Alrighty, let's get into these church announcements. So, the story that you've all been waiting for. Jonathan Majors is spread in Men's Health. Holy Father. Now, I know y'all are waiting for me to talk about a different topic, but I need to talk about this particular topic because I have been saying since the last black man in San Francisco, w- when I saw that film and how transformative and cool and interesting and powerful that film was, um, if you haven't seen the last black man in San Francisco, please go see it. Jonathan Majors is in it and He acts, the man acts and I kick myself because I don't, I don't think I'm familiar with any of his work prior to the last black man in San Francisco, but clearly that was a breakout opportunity because ever since we've seen, ever since I saw the last black man in San Francisco, I looked at him. I was like, "Mm, yeah, we're going to be seeing you a lot of places. We're going to be seeing you a lot of places. And here we are years later the man has been all over the place um most notably for me personally um was his role in Lovecraft Country as Tick my god like again an actor a performer um you get lost in the story with him and I I told y'all he's been a problem so now these pictures come out of Jonathan Majors in men's health and all the gals and folks who, you know, like to look at men's bodies. They are so so swooning, swooning, swooning. And I'm just sitting just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been saying he's a problem. He's a big problem. He's a big, big problem. Um But also, I don't know. Part of me for having a moment but like i love the fact that men like jonathan majors are getting major play i love that he's not first of all he's handsome he is extraordinarily good looking but i always thought so and there were a ton of folks who didn't think that he was good looking um didn't even really think about him as like the romantic lead or anything like that um and remember i said what when was the last black man in in san francisco was that 2019 and i said he's a problem i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to tell you but because he doesn't have that eurocentric mixed biracial thing and he has all of the black features strong strong black features in that brown brown body folks you know were kind of like turned off like oh no what are you talking about I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you this man is a problem fast forward to 2022 and the girls are swooning I told y'all years ago this man was a problem he's a problem the man is good looking the man is a great actor y'all need to catch up catch up catch up um, and if you want a good, good laugh, if you want a good, good laugh, go over to Demetria Lucas's Instagram. I believe it's just Demetri- Demetria, L Lucas spelled how it sounds. Go over and have a good laugh. Um, because between her and the comment thread, they're outrageous. And that's all I'm going to say as a married woman, this man has been a problem, been a problem. Moving along swiftly before I get myself into any trouble. Uh, speaking of people who are in trouble, last week we talked about Kanye being gone. And I wish it was true. I wish it had stopped last week. I wish it had just stopped at the conversation that we had. Unfortunately, it has not. Because according to Reuters, Kanye West's accounts on Twitter and Instagram were restricted over the weekend. You want to know why? Because Kanye... Um, posted and I quote, I'm a little sleepy, but when I wake up, I'm going to go death con three on Jewish people. Funny thing is that I can't be anti-Semitic because black people are Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball me and anyone who opposes your agenda. Death con three against the Jewish community during one of their holiest holidays Mm -mm. back to Reuters. Um, so after his accounts were restricted, which they should have been restricted for the anti-blackness, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, they removed a bunch of posts by the rapper, well, that's not what Reuters said, but I said a bunch. But yes, es- essentially, they removed posts by the rapper online um, that users condemned as anti-Semitic. West, who legally changed his name to simply yay last year, was locked out of his Instagram by Facebook parent company Meta Platforms. He then moved to Twitter, posting on Saturday for the first time in two years. West's first post on Twitter since 2020 was a blurry photo of himself singing karaoke with Meta Platform's founder, Mark Zuckerberg. The tweet said, look at this, Mark. How you going to kick me off Instagram? And then tweeted, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball me and anyone who opposes your agenda. That, po- that post in which he said was not anti-Semitic was removed by Twitter. Um, and his account was also locked. <sighs> He's not spiraling. And I, I want to make this very, very clear. I believe in, you guys know that I am an advocate for mental health awareness. Um, I want everyone to seek therapy, seek a counselor, seek a licensed mental health professional because we all need it just like we all need a dentist just like we all need a doctor just like we all need those professions to make sure that we are well within our bodies um we need someone to make sure we are well within our minds and Kanye no he is not well but like i said in the opener that just because he's bipolar doesn't mean that this is how people who are bipolar behave. In fact, um, God, I wish I could find the tweet, but essentially someone said the same thing essentially by saying like, Hey, you know, this is not how we act. And because of how Kanye is acting, this is going to, you know, draw people to stereotype those of us who are bipolar. So Kanye is hurting multiple communities with just a few tweets just a few random thoughts out there um people want to just say oh it's just a tweet oh it's just a post oh you know it can't do any harm you if you have a platform of shoot you can you can have barely a platform barely a platform and garner enough support garner enough um outrage to to do some serious harm, but with Kanye's platform of millions, multi millions of followers, he could do more than just harm. He could do violent, violent damage. And we have to be really clear and really honest about the responsibility that comes with having these platforms. And I was just talking to somebody um, today actually about that. I'm like, everybody wants the authority. Everybody wants to be the person with all of the followers and all of the attention and all the deals and all that cool stuff that comes with that. But nobody wants the responsibility of managing that following nobody wants the responsibility of managing that community nobody wants the responsibility that if they do something or say something wrong that they turn around and apologize make it public make it clear make it concise call out your own bad behavior and then take responsibility very few people want to do that very few people want to do that and Kanye is one of them he thinks that his quote-unquote genius status or you know less him and more other folks that want to defend him think that it's okay to just say oh it's his mental health oh it's because his mother died lots of people's moms have died and they don't go on anti-semitic rants or anti-black rants lots of people have bipolarism they don't go on anti-semitic rants or anti-black rants You're just trying to excuse your fave because that person is your fave and you want to be able to listen and support and purchase from without the guilt, without the shame, without the stigma. But you got to own that. You got to own that. If you continue to support a person who is largely indefensible and whose behavior is indefensible, then that's on you. That's not on anybody else. And you can't be upset when people call you to the mat for it. You're endorsing it. You're endorsing it with every stream, every time you listen to something, every time you purchase those weird looking shoes or those grubby looking clothes, you are essentially saying, I support this. I support antisemitism. I support the anti-blackness. It's very, very frustrating to watch. It's very frustrating to watch and I'm like don't fold yourself into a pretzel trying to figure this one out don't don't twist yourself into a pretzel to try to defend this person just own it yeah he's an anti-semite I like the sneakers he's an anti-semite the beats are good just be honest just be honest with the fact that you're adopting a trash human view of things and move on accept what that says about you and if you don't like what it says about you, then don't support a person who acts like that. Okay. Anti-Semitism is wrong. Hate is wrong. The way Kanye is behaving is wrong. And there's nothing, nothing anyone can say to defend it. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to defend it. Um, and for the folks who are, you don't have a leg to stand on. You literally don't. Just, just saying, um, let's move along from the Kanye situation to Sarah Silverman of all friggin' people. So Sarah Silverman, a lot of people spoke out about what Kanye said. I saw a tweet from Jamie Lee Curtis condemning it, um, in the highest, highest, strongest way possible. Um, shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis. We are, we, we like Jamie Lee Curtis around here. Um, Sarah Silverman, the comedian that I haven't heard from, hide nor hair from, haven't seen her in a very, very long time. Not since she had her show and a lot of the skits on there have drawn a lot of reactions, particularly around race. And we're going to get into that in a second. So she tweeted about Kanye's situation and she said, quote, Kanye threatened the Jews yesterday on Twitter and it's not even trending. Why do, do mostly only Jews speak up against Jewish hate? The silence is so loud. Girl, where have you been? Who are you following? What is your What does your feed look like? Because what my feed look like Not only was Kanye's name trending, but anti-Semitism, like something like anti-Semitism was, was trending. Death con, something was trending. Like it was a bunch of different things trending. People were, people were speaking out. People were speaking out Jewish and non-Jewish. I saw black Christian folks standing up and saying stuff specifically. I saw a lot of people standing up and speaking up. So I'm like, Sarah, who are you following? Because maybe it's those, those people that you follow that aren't saying anything. If you want them to say something, point that out to them, call out specifics. Like, Hey, where y'all at? You know, don't say that nobody's defending. It's just like, you know, well, where are you looking? Where are you looking for help? Where are you looking? Um, so following her tweet, User Dopper D O P P E R O one eight nine said, Um, I'm not sure who you follow, but Black Twitter has been all over this, so it's most it's not mostly Jews. Please call out exactly who are silent, which was a, a great tweet, great point. Um Beloved actress. And black community fave, one of our, our faves, Holly Robinson-Pete tweeted that part following the tweet in agreement with Dopper. Sarah Silverman, to be snarky, went under Holly Robinson-Pete's tweet and said, That part is all I see in your timeline about it. Holly Robinson-Pete followed and said, "Sis," Which is the only thing I agree disagree with because Sarah Silverman is not your sis. She does not deserve that, that title, Holly, like, no, she does not deserve that. But that's the only thing I disagree with her. Um, so Holly continues, he exhausted me. I have been all over this man for years and he lost me so many times. Harriet Tubman w- was it for me. The latest thing about the 50th sl- slash 11th time he's been offensive nonsensical and dangerous. Oh, this latest thing is about the fifty eleventh thing that has been offensive, nonsensical and dangerous. She continues by saying, Now you got folks perusing my timeline as if this is the only platform where I express myself. Be careful when you cherry pick, it's counterproductive. My timeline is filled with condemnation from people of all denominations. That's what the that part meant. Plus, he's been trending all day so after you know Sarah Silverman decided that she was going to go after our fave she has been getting dragged left right up down by her back teeth for 48 straight hours she has not stopped trending but the because y'all are petty and the internet go internet and I told you Holly Robinson Pete is one of our black faves and we don't tolerate black faves being taken down also did you come at a black fave with black Twitter literally sitting right there, Sarah Silverman, you messed up. So all kinds of clips from her old show, um, where she was, you know, either low key or high key racist that time that she did an entire blackface skit, um, her using slurs and telling activists that she's, because she's Jewish, she can just go ahead and use slurs because she's, um, a marginal in a marginalized community too, as if that's how that works, which is, that's not how that works. Um, yeah, it's been a mess for her. It's literally been a mess. I can't say I feel bad for her. You went after one of our black faves with an unne- for, with an unnecessary intent, then literally 24 hours later said the thing that kills me is that I was talking about white people, but here we are. So then you're going to gaslight us when we can all go back and look at the tweets ourselves. The tweets themselves are right there. And I get that you're mad. I get that you're mad. I'm mad too. I watched this man talk bad about black people for four years straight. Four years straight. Also knowing that his mother, Oh God rest her soul. God rest her soul, was an excellent and revered educator, Dr. Donda West, founder of the Gwendolyn Brooks Center, um, at the university where she taught in Chicago. Dr. Donda West, brilliant writer, I, I believe there's a book that that's either coming out or is out about her own writings. And how brilliant, brilliant she was just a light too gone, too soon gone from the earth. And she, may she rest, may she rest. I hope that she's resting. I hope she doesn't, she's she's enjoying heaven and not seeing that her son is down here acting like a complete buffoon. And would be an embarrassment to her legacy if her legacy in and of itself wasn't so strong and powerful and resilient in in and of itself. A testament to her. Um, but yeah, we see, we've been talking about Kanye. We've been talking about Kanye for years. And to see Sarah Silverman decide that this was the moment that she was going to speak up and that she was going to call people out that she didn't do any research on, um, and, and, and challenge one of, like I said, our, one of our blackface sister, no, not sister. Here I go doing what Holly did, calling her sister lady. Are you crazy? Especially you, Sarah Silverman, Sarah using slurs, Silverman, Sarah, blackface Silverman. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You are the last person who has any room to talk about what anyone said. Now, here's the weird part, Sarah Silverman. You're getting so upset about the anti-Semitism that Kanye has said. I haven't heard you say anything about the anti-blackness. But you want all these other folks to come and rally behind your community. Have you rallied behind anyone else's community lately? Behind this guy? Let's talk just specifically about this guy and not anything else. We don't have to like go looking because... We would be guilty of the same thing you're doing. What have you said about his anti-blackness? Hmm? You haven't said anything? No? It's only when it affects your community and your group that you get upset? Hmm. Telling. Very telling. It is extraordinarily telling when people have watched Kanye beat and batter and spit on the people who gave him his social capital. Black people. Black people, the people who gave him his cool, the people who crowned him and gave him that chain, black people. And then to take that same social capital and bludgeon us with it across the back of our head or use it like a knife and stab us in the back with the anti-blackness saying slavery is a choice, saying Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, saying that, you know, White Lives Matter and that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Saying all of these things, putting on the MAGA hat and shaking the hand of the most racist president in the last, I'd say 15 years. One of them, one of the most racist in the last 15 years because, come on, this America we're talking about. One of the most openly racist, let's put it like that. One of the most openly racist presidents. In the last 20 years, you don't think like, I haven't heard you say anything about him. So what we, what are we talking about here? And then the gaslighting comments, the, the thing that kills me is that I was talking about white people. Then why don't you say that? Why don't you say that? Why don't you call out white people for not speaking up for the Jewish community? Why don't you, why don't you say that Sarah, instead of saying nobody or mostly only Jews, and then singling out black people, which Holly Robinson Pete actually commented on. She said, then why did you decide to single me out? I wonder. This was followed up by a tweet by Skin Surrection, spelled like it sounds. It says black Twitter spoke out the minute this happened. This was a hard, this was hard to miss. You were silent when you wore a White Lives Matter shirt. There's a lesson here. And that's it. And that's that. There is a lesson here. If you're more upset about the anti-Semitism than you are the anti-blackness, we need to have a conversation because the anti-blackness, like I said, has been going on for years. And if you haven't decided that now is the time to say something until it is your community affected, and then you want everyone else to come rally around you when you haven't rallied around anyone, then how are you building community? How are you building community when you don't even show that you care for community outside of your own individual self? How? How do you engage community? How do you even create community when you're not willing to do the work of building that community with other community folks? This is how we do it. This is how we build. This is how we are effective by working together So uh, I hope Sarah Silverman stops speaking on issues of of, of social justice and hatred and stuff like that um, by checking, attempting to check folks that don't need to be checked. And I hope she checks herself um, because this is absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of absolutely ridiculous, did y'all hear what's going on in L.A.? It's a lot going on in LA. Let me, let me talk about it briefly. Um, so according to the LA times, people are, I'm sorry. According to the LA times, city council president Nuri Martinez made openly racist remarks, derided some of her council colleagues and spoke in an unusually crass terms about how the city should be carved up politically. So apparently people are surprised that other people of color have anti-blackness. Yeah, people are really, really surprised about that. They're just finding out about that. And I keep telling y'all just because you're a person of color doesn't mean you don't come from a community that also has anti-blackness because anti-blackness is global. Just like white supremacy, white supremacy is global. Anti-blackness is global. And unfortunately they both, follow each other holding each other hand in hand um where were we the conversation remained private for nearly a year until a leak recording reverberated explosively sunday and turned the focus of a sprawling metropolis towards la city hall the leak had quickly become a new incendiary issue in the coming november 8th election with candidates, some of them endorsed by Nuri Martinez, having to stake out their positions. Martinez mocks one of her constituents, not one of her constituents, I'm sorry, one of her fellow council folks by saying, F that guy, he's with the blacks. While speaking about LA County, sorry, LA County District Attorney George Gascon. I want to make sure I say that correctly, George Gascon. They end their offensive conversation by Nuri saying, "Okay, back to the conversation about redistricting. So apparently this all was going down. This all was happening. But folks in L.A. aren't surprised because Brittany Nichols, um, whose Twitter handle is at BIS Hilarious, Says, do you mean to tell me that these ass wipes that make racist policies and comments in broad daylight are also racist behind closed doors? Who would have guessed? Again, nobody is surprised. Nobody is shocked. Um, I'm disappointed that this is the first time I'm hearing about this sort of stuff. But folks who live in LA apparently have been speaking about it, talking about it trying to amplify it and uh yeah yeah apparently those council members who were caught on that recording um at least at least um Nuri has stepped down I also see, see what we'll just scrolled across my timeline that Biden called on Nuri Martinez and other LA council members to resign after the audio leak, and that was two hours ago. So the president is getting involved in this. The president, the United States president, is saying, "Hey, hey, girl, listen, you gonna want rethink this. You gonna want rethink this. You're going to want to uh, sit this out, because, yeah, girl, mm no, this is not." this is not who we are. You know, he, you know how everybody is. This is not who we are. This is not what we want. And da, 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 whatever, 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 get it. Okay. D- please don't be racist. Please don't be racist. Um, so the next following group of stories are just going to be some quick things that I was just thinking about. Um, yeah, it's just some things I was thinking about. Like I just saw this story coming out of uh Manchester, New Hampshire where a homecoming proposal which this can I can we talk about this? Can we talk about the homecoming and the prom proposals? Like y'all don't have to propose to these to these girls like or these people. Like if you want to find that's cute and adorable, but I don't want you to feel pressure if you're if you don't want to do a prom proposal or anything like that. If you don't want to do the flowers and the big sign and the weird stuff like that, you don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. Y'all just go ahead on and ask like, Hey, you want to come to prom? Like you don't have to do the flowers and the radio and the big, don't do that. Some of that's weird. Some of that's weird. Some of it's really adorable. Some of it's weird. I feel like we're, we're training kids to, to expect big proposals, um, for stuff. And I'm like, that's not how life works. Sometimes the most beautiful proposal are the small ones. The small, intimate ones. So just a thought. But anyway, excuse me. <clears throat> this was, um, I just saw a picture of a homecoming proposal that was done by a student who attends Trinity High School in Manchester, New Hampshire. According to students, he received only a one day suspension and he is still allowed to play sports. The school is currently ignoring emails and complaints. The student who looks like he literally lives anywhere but New Hampshire. Um, Like he looks like. I'm not going to talk about it because it's a child, but the mullet and the, the. First of all, this child does not look like a child. This does not look like a student. This looks like a grown man, a grown man who you would question his whereabouts on January 6th. That type of look. Anyway. And she doesn't look any better. But again, I said, I wasn't going to talk about kids. Anyway, the, the poster says, quote, if I was black, I would be picking cotton, but I'm white. So I'm picking you for homecoming. And it says yes or no. And then they take a picture together and they look all adorable. Um, you know, and I put quotations around adorable. Shout out to Trinity high school in Manchester, New Hampshire, because they are not taking emails or complaints about this particular incident and we're just going to just let it ride. Oh, kids will be kids. But this is the stuff. This is, so this is the stuff that y'all remember when I was going on those CRT rants and raves, I'm still not over it. So these are the things that we're talking about when we talk about the damage that not knowing accurate history will do. Because if they knew what slavery, what chattel slavery specifically chattel slavery that says, not only are you enslaved because of the color of your skin. So we're, cre- we're creating a, a racial caste system. We not, we, I won't say we white people created a racial caste system in this country in which we could talk about it for days, to be honest. Um, they stripped black people of all of their identity and made them into cattle, basically human cattle. But also what slavery did is that, and, and this, the stripping of culture, this, this, you know, you're black. And so because you're black, you're this, when you say that you're white, you're also doing the same thing. You're stripping culture away in a different way to adopt this whiteness. So what is whiteness? Whiteness is devoid of color. Whiteness is devoid of culture because there is no white culture. Sure, there's, you know, various European cultures. We could talk about French culture. We could talk about um, Irish culture. We could talk about British culture. We could talk about German culture. We could talk about, you know, Italian culture. We could talk about all of these white cultures. We could talk about not white. We could talk about all these European cultures. But white culture does not exist. Because to be white You have to strip yourself of things. So think about, I want us to think about when certain groups came over to the United States for a better life, you know, like when I'm, you know, doing research on the potato famine and the Irish came over and rather than saying, Oh, I'm Irish American because of the persecution that the Irish faced rather than fighting against that persecution, they, turned to their persecutors and said no no we're white like you and just to prove how white we are we're going to be even more gruesome and more violent to anyone who is not white to prove how white we are it's in history you can look these things up you could the, the information is sitting right there That's essentially what happened. And so they stripped off their Italian, I mean, not their Italian, their Irish, because I'm talking about the Irish. They stripped off their Irish identity. Um, many of them changed names, all kinds of stuff to adopt a white persona, um, to be adopted into white culture. I mean, not white culture, white society, because like I just said, um, to have the benefits of whiteness. And I want I want to focus in on how sick that is. That is sick. That you can't be who your people have always been because you want to take on a a a identity that affords you privilege but strips away your your story. Like what is that? I want us to, I want us to be honest about that. I want us to pay attention to that. I want us to be aware of that, that not only did black people lose and lose a lot, lose the most, some of the most, you know, when we think about the racial caste system, we talk about, you know, the indigenous folks here also lost the most, the most lost the most. But I also want us to think about what, what does it cost white people? You know, a bunch of white people right now are doing a bunch of DNA stuff and trying to find out where their people are from, you know, because their Grammy and their grandpa and those folks didn't talk about where they came from because it, to them, it was a secret shame. And if they talked about it, they wouldn't be included in this society. And they would be accepted and they, their families wouldn't get the privileges therein. And so what does that look like? What does that mean? And is it even worth it? Is holding on to the racial caste system even worth it? I say no. But I'm always gonna say no, as a person who comes from people who have been generationally traumatized for almost five centuries, if not five centuries five centuries, 500 years. Okay. Meanwhile, some folks on across social media are upset about that one black person that was mean to them. They're like, Oh, I faced racism. This one black girl didn't want to sit next to me. She said, I smell like a, like a hoagie. Like, okay, (laughs) that's one person as opposed to five centuries of, being told that you are less than, that you are oppressed, that you never find dolls that look like you. You never see people who look like you in, you know, in high ranking positions. It's not your face on the money. Um, you never see you represented in any of the medical pamphlets. Um, you're just not represented at all. In fact. Um, and when you are, it's usually a negative. You're the mammy, you're the help, you're the cook you're angry, you're violent, you're frustrated, um, your face is downturned or you're overly sexualized. Um, and that you're just a piece of meat and that's all you are. Your humanity is downplayed constantly. If it's acknowledged at all, I want us to keep these things in mind when we talk about, you know, diversifying our education system and why it's important to hear these stories and why representation really matters because this kid literally made a sign in the year of our Lord 2022 that says, if I was black, I would be picking cotton. I have never picked an ounce of cotton in my life and I am black, but this person wants to take the suffering of people who were ripped from their culture sprinkled through islands and a continent that they did not originate from and forced to work as as cattle for centuries and we think that's funny for a cute sign for homecoming Mm. very 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 interesting very 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 interesting um what else what else what else oh yeah I saw the for everyone who's tagging me I saw the image of the the child who was dragging all right so the image is there's a child a white child he's wearing a MAGA hat and he's throwing up the white power sign he has chains on his hands and the chains are dragging behind him a child in blackface a boy in blackface And a girl who was supposed to be playing Hillary Clinton. And I don't have to get into the nuances of that Halloween costume choice that their parents obviously picked out because, you know, I would have wanted to be a Power Ranger or a duck or maybe a box of kittens because I still think that that costume is so funny and it's going to come up every single year no matter what. Um, maybe I'll be a box of kittens one day because it's just adorable I also saw a costume that was a one-night stand it's literally a person who dressed up as a night stand with like a little lamp um, and like a glass of water on the like a fake glass of water on the on a box that they put over their head they were a one-night stand and it worked it worked completely such a good costume see great costumes you don't have to be problematic you don't have to be troublesome you don't have to be racist you don't have to be misogynist you don't have to be homophobic you don't have to be ableist you don't have to be any of that for Halloween because a one night stand is funny a box of kittens is adorable a duck because ducks are ducks a power ranger because that's something cool like you don't have to be problematic we'll talk next episode about the Halloween thing because every year we got to do it and every year y'all disappoint. So yeah, I saw that picture. Thank you for everyone who's tagged me in it. I am frustrated and angry, but also I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the parents, not the kids because no kid would pick out that costume. Y'all picked out that costume to make a point and you used your children in your hateful rhetoric. And this is why we say that racism is taught and that's why we need more diversity, equity and inclusion lessons, materials, um, in our schools. We need more of them because we keep running into situations like the two that I've just mentioned. All right. Well, I believe that that is it for this week's show. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares and your subscribes. Thank you for your support. You clearly hear that I'm tired as I'm, like I said, as I'm recording, this is 1130 at night and I have not put on a single pajama. Um, and I'm sleepy. It's really time for me to go to sleep. I am going to publish this here episode. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, please, 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 please don't forget to leave your reviews wherever you're listening to this Drop five stars and let the folks know what you think about it. It takes less than two minutes, but it means the world to me. Also, Please do not feel any way about supporting this show and keeping the show independent because you too can support it um, on my Patreon. There's dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. I actually just dropped exclusive content over there. It is the piece that I wrote about Kanye. Um, that's typically behind a paywall. Guess what you don't have to do? behind the paywall if you join the patreon there's five different levels of support i appreciate every single one of them um uh, trying to think if there's any other announcements nope i don't have any more but thank y'all so much i appreciate y'all keep um keep taking care of yourselves keep being well keep staying well and as always peace y'all We'll